Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it and fed across, they score! Oh, yes! And the Ice Bears win 3-2 in overtime! Welcome to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast, and hello to the 2023-24 SPHL season. My name is Joel Silverberg. I am the voice of the Knoxville Ice Bears, and I appreciate you tuning in to this episode of the KIB podcast, whether you are doing so on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. There is a ton of stuff that has developed over the course of the last several months. I hope everybody has enjoyed the offseason and you're recharged. You've gotten a taste of the NHL regular season already. The SPHL season begins Friday. The Knoxville Ice Bears are heading down to Macon for a pair of games against the Mayhem. And these guys had a lot of chaos in these matchups Last season, a ton of crazy finishes with high-scoring games. Knoxville went 6-2 and two against Macon last season. The teams combined for more than 80 goals. Knoxville outscored Macon 45-36 to 36 in eight meetings. They averaged nearly 10 goals a game against one another. It was absolutely bananas. You saw the 8-6 and the 7-6 and the 7-5 type games late in the season, especially in March when Knoxville was battling for playoff positioning and Macon was just trying to really establish its core going into Nick Niedert's second year. And now it looks like that Macon has some tools to work with. They have guys coming back and and they'll, you know, for Macon's sake, they're hoping that they're going to get more guys coming back from the ECHL. They have some key pieces from last year that at the time of recording this podcast, they're still up at camps. And so we'll see what happens if guys start to come back down and trickle back down from the ECHL down to Georgia to you know play for Nick Niedert this season. And so I, I thought that Niedert did a really good job at putting his team together towards the latter half of the year. A lot of what he was doing during the year that he was at Vermilion County the season prior and wasn't really given the opportunity to play the long game and, and do what he probably needed to do to make things work in Danville. And now it looks like they're giving him that opportunity and loosening the leash a little bit in Macon to allow him to do something like that. But talking with you know some other people around the league over the course of the last six months, there's reason for optimism in Macon this season. I'm not saying Macon's necessarily going to be the number one seed and you know go 56 and 0, but I think with the way that Macon was able to play towards the end of last season, I think you see some of those guys coming back. Tim Faulkner is back. You have Tommy Municello back. Sasha Waugh, player that Knoxville fans are familiar with, is back. C.J. Hayes, Jake Goldowski, Jamie Dorsey. There's a core that is returning this season to Macon. And, you know, I would not expect this to look like the same team that we saw the two prior seasons where Macon was really struggling to regain its footing after having two coaches in two years following the departure of Kevin Kerr. So Macon is Knoxville's opponent to open the season, two games on the road, and then the Ice Bears host Birmingham, the 
uh, reigning runner-ups in the President's Cup playoffs on October 27th to begin the home campaign. That'll be welcome to Hockey Top, as that's the term that Knoxville is penning this season, is all about hashtag Hockey Top. And so Knoxville will have Tennessee Volunteers-themed jerseys. It'll essentially be the equivalent of all-vol night, but... Tony Vitello, Tennessee's baseball coach, is confirmed to be there. Some Tennessee athletes are going to be there as well. So you don't want to miss out on Welcome to Hockey Top. Again, tickets are available by calling 865-525-7825 or going to KnoxvilleIceBears.com. You can also purchase tickets through Ticketmaster. So don't miss the season opener at home for Knoxville next Friday night. But this Friday and Saturday, Knoxville will be on the road at Macon. You can tune into the games on 92.5 WKCE, the flagship station of the Ice Bears. That's right, WKCE. They've got a new channel. They were 105.1 last year. This year, they're 92.5. You can also hear them on 1180 AM. And the easiest way to do it as well is to download the Knoxville Ice Bears game day app for your smartphone. Hit the Listen Live tab, and it'll take you straight to the WKCE feed, and you can listen to the broadcast all season long. And this year... The league is transitioning to Flow Sports, so Flow Hockey will be the streaming host of all your Knoxville Ice Bears broadcasts this year across the SPHL. So you can watch games on Flow Hockey. You can also go to Union Place Bar and Grill for the road game watch party both Friday and Saturday night. We're very excited to have Union Place Bar and Grill back on board. They are excited to have the Ice Bears back at what they are calling the Bears Den is what they are renaming the space for Ice Bears fans this season. They are looking forward to enhancing your viewing experience when you go to Union Place Bar and Grill this season to watch the Ice Bears on the road. And you'll have two chances to do that this weekend, Friday night at 7 o'clock, Saturday night at 6.30 at Union Place Bar and Grill for the Ice Bears against the Macon Mayhem. So talking about the Ice Bears this season, the initial 19-man roster has been announced, and there were players that were announced as signings on social media that didn't make it in for a variety of reasons. Obviously, when signing international players, it can be a little bit difficult with travel logistics to get over here. But as of right now, as I'm recording this on Thursday afternoon, the 19 players that you see on the SPHL website are the 19 guys, as far as I am aware, that are going down to Macon to begin the season. And I think it's a very interesting group for those of you that got to come down to free agent camp and training camp and see some of the initial scrimmages and some of the action that these guys are going to produce. There are a lot of familiar faces, both players that have played in Knoxville before and players that have played against Knoxville in the past. And I think it provides somewhat of a similar feel with a different overall picture of what we saw a year ago. I think you're going to see a lot of forwards with a lot of individual offensive skill. And then it really just comes down to how do these guys gel and how does the system work together? Because I think one thing that everybody can agree on, whether you're an ice bears fan and you got to see all the action at every home game, or you're not an ice bears fan and you don't want to see Knoxville succeed. I think we can all agree that Knoxville's offensive system worked. Knoxville led the league in goals scored last season, and a big part of that was because of, obviously you had players like Dino Balsamo and Justin McDonald that were able to make big plays consistently, but I think also you saw guys step up into big roles when they needed to. When Brett Outerkirk was playing on the first line at the start of the year, he put up a lot of points. When Colton Fletcher first returned to Knoxville, he played on that first line with McDonald, and you saw him in positions to make plays and create plays in space. And 
later on in the season as you saw Jagger Williamson elevated to that first line as he slowly climbed up the depth chart. You saw him continue to put up points as well. So I, I think it really goes to show that, yes, obviously you want your superstar MVP caliber, all SPHL type players in the lineup making plays, but different guys got hot throughout the course of the season. Cam Huff was very quiet through the first half of the season and then suddenly became Knoxville's best player for a stretch of about a month before he got called up to Wichita. Brady Florent was red hot before he got called up to Adirondack and the team never saw him again. And now Brady Florent's back this season in Knoxville, ready to go and seems very excited to be back. And so you, you see that there is talent that can, you know, you don't want to, you don't just simply replace players like Balsamo and McDonald, but you see that you have talented guys on this roster that can contribute. And it may have to be, a little bit more, if Knoxville is going to be successful, it may have to look a little bit more like what we saw two years ago, where instead of one single player that was blowing away the rest of the league from a points race, it's a lot of guys that are 30, 40 point scorers that can contribute offensively and consistently throughout the course of the season. And I think when you look at all the returning faces, it's not just Brady Florent, but mentioned Colton Fletcher, Cole McKechnie's back, Rex Moe returned from the ECHL earlier this week. Justin Portillo's back from last season, and then a couple of familiar faces that you didn't see last year, but on the blue line, Riley Robertson and Jason Price are both back. Price, of course, played in Pensacola last season. Robertson was in Danbury after initially signing with Knoxville, opted to go to Poland, and then went to Danbury where he won a second straight Federal League title, so he won one with Brent Clark the year before in Watertown, so a two-time champion now in professional hockey and has played in this coaching staff and in this organization before, just the first time that it's all coming together in one fell season with Brent Clark in Knoxville for Robo. Seth Enzer, I thought, was a nice addition on the blue line this season, where a guy that has played with Jason Price in the past, has played two seasons in the SPHL, he's a steady defenseman, doesn't make a ton of major mistakes, and I, I think you always like having steady defense this year, especially with the way that Knoxville defensively, I thought was very aggressive last season. And so having guys like Price and Enzer who won't get caught out of position, will make solid breakout passes. Those are things that may seem very fundamental, but I think they can go a long way for what Knoxville wants to do this season, especially if it's a team that's going to trust its forwards to generate points a little bit more. Having more defensive D-men, I think will go a long way. And then in goal, it's a, it's a very interesting situation right now with currently Three goalies as of Thursday afternoon. Christian Stead, of course, has returned um, after, you know, was up in Reading earlier in the uh, ECHL tryout process and then returned to Knoxville earlier this week. Zane Steves, who is a bit of an SPHL mainstay now, he's, you know, had stints in Huntsville, Birmingham, had a lot of games in Evansville last year. And then uh, when Trevor Gorsuch returned, kind of was relegated more to a backup role, but I thought he put up some really good numbers and really put Evansville in a position to make a playoff push towards the second half of the season. I thought he was really good for Jeff Bess's team last year. And then a very interesting figure, Derek Barabo, where a guy who has seen a significant amount of time in the AHL in addition to the ECHL and spent his entire junior career in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League was signed just a couple of days ago. And so a, a very, very interesting mix in net here. And obviously it's it's not common to see three goalies on an SPHL roster. If you recall last season, 
Brent Clark began the season with three goalies, made a cut after the first weekend, um, and then moved on with two. So if you remember last year, it was Stead, Jimmy Parita, and Tom Aubrin. And all three of those guys got games very early in the season, and then Brent Clark made his decision moving forward from that point on. So Steve's, Barabo, and Stead, I think it's a very interesting mix. I think you have Steve's, who's a very consistent goalie across the league, and then Stead, who obviously uh, fans know what he can do in net for Knoxville over the last two years, and then Barabo, who has the resume that I think brings a lot of intrigue as well for the Ice Bears this season. When you kind of look at the forward group, you have some interesting pedigrees. Uh, guys like Tyler Rolo and Dawson McKinney, who have both played in the OHL. Uh, obviously, all the returners with guys like Fletcher, Florent, Moe, McKechnie, Portillo. Coy Prevo is a guy that can play both ways. We joked around a lot last season with Fletcher about how he had to be moved back to defense during that tough stretch in Macon when the Ice Bears were down to a dozen players. And so Fletcher was playing D and actually played pretty well at it. But Prevo is listed as a forward, but is a guy who has played both ways before. If he's playing on the blue line, he has a tendency to be more of an offensive D-man, but he is playing up front this year and a guy that's been well-traveled. He's played professionally for Evansville in the past. He's played in Canada, in the UAE. He was in Australia over the summer, the same league, the AIHL, where Stead was during the offseason. So uh, a guy that stayed sharp over the summer and got reps in. So a guy that you would expect to be in shape. Justin Levesque, a player that's been in pro hockey for a while now. He's entering his 12th season. He, he spent a large amount of time over the course of his career in the Federal League, but I, I think he shows the experience and the uh, skill set to be able to succeed in this league as well. And so as we learned with Justin McDonald last year, you never want to just write a guy off simply because he's coming to a team straight from uh, the, the FPHL. Uh, obviously, we've seen players in that league before come and uh, into this league and put up big numbers and be very, very solid. Garrett Sargis was one of those guys. He put up monster numbers in the Federal League, came to Knoxville, ended up in the ECHL, ended up in Roanoke a couple years ago, and then last year was a very key part of uh, joining them last year for their championship run. So I think any time that you have guys like that, and I think that's what you can expect to see with Levesque. Skate Scaldi is going to be one of the younger players that you see in the league. He's just 20 years old. His father, Jared, is a former NHL player, so a, a guy that has the pedigree and has a really solid skill set, so it should be interesting to see how Skate, and that is his first name, kind of adjusts to uh, his first full season in the SPHL. Gavin Yates is a player who uh, has, has been in the Federal League for a few years. He's had a little bit of experience in the SPHL in, in the past, but a guy who is used to putting up points has been very consistent offensively. Uh, talking to Binghamton's broadcaster, the Binghamton Black Bears is where Gavin Yates is coming to Knoxville from. Uh, talking to him a little bit, he said that Gavin was a great guy in the locker room, a solid player, and so he was very excited to see Gavin getting the call up. And then moving on to the defense, we've mentioned Riley, Price, and Seth Enzer. Alex Basie is a player that has uh, widely been in the Federal League for most of his career, but he has been a part of Knoxville free agent camps before, so a familiar face if you've really been following closely during the off-seasons over the last couple of years, but a sizable guy who's willing to be tough and provide some meat on the blue line. And then Jordan Popoff, a rookie who's coming out of Jamestown, uh, which is where Cole McKechnie played college hockey. So Popoff, who played a lot of games last year and helped Jamestown to the ACHA quarterfinals in a top 10 ranking last season. So a guy that knows how to play for a 
a winning program. And as we mentioned, you know, somebody that knows Cole McKechnie pretty well, McKechnie entering his third season after playing four years at Jamestown and, and played over a hundred games there in his collegiate career. So I, I think when you look across the roster, you like what you see. There's always a lot of intrigue, especially when you see guys that played division one college hockey or played major junior hockey. I think you always wonder how that skill set is going to translate. And I would also remind everybody not to, jump to any conclusions through the first weekend. It's always tough when you're trying to feel out an opponent, but also trying to implement your own systems as well. And, and Knoxville really hasn't even been able to play at its own rink recently. Uh, the first couple of days of training camp, they got to scrimmage a little bit at the Coliseum, but they have been at Cool Sports for the majority of training camp due to Disney on Ice being in town. So uh, the Ice Bears will load up and hit the bus and head down to Macon for two games at the Macon Centerplex. And... I think it's very interesting to see how this team could shape up and come together and just having the opportunity to watch them really gel together in a game setting, not against each other for the first time this season as Knoxville was not one of the teams that had a preseason game this season. So looking around the rest of the league on Friday, you're going to have a couple of other games in action. Roanoke is going to start its title defense with a rivalry game against Fayetteville. And then Huntsville and Birmingham are going to go at it for the in-state rivalry down at the Pelham civic complex. Birmingham is going to be retiring Jerome Bouchard's Jersey. Bouchard played for Birmingham during the team's ECHL era for four years. Um, obviously someone that's well-known in the league. He coached Columbus for over a decade uh, won a championship there. He was an assistant in Birmingham for a while under Craig Simchuk, who he coached at Columbus. So it's a kind of a nice full circle moment there. So Birmingham is a team that looks like it got a lot of key pieces back and acquired some good pieces as well. Roanoke has a lot of consistency returning from last season to this season. So Roanoke should expect to compete at a high level in the SPHL this year. Peoria got some major news. Alec Hageman, it's longtime captain, originally retired and was going to become Jean-Guy Trudell's assistant coach. There was a little bit of speculation that Hageman could eventually be the head coach in waiting, depending on how all of that played out. And then suddenly it turns out that Hageman is going to resign as the assistant coach and he's going to come back and play. So Peoria gets its captain back. Uh, for the upcoming season, just in time for the puck to drop. Peoria begins the season on Saturday at Quad City. So Hageman returning along with a couple of other good players for Peoria. They are losing some pieces, but all in all, I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what the Rivermen do after coming so close to getting back to the finals last season, losing to Roanoke in Game 3, and probably have to be wondering throughout the entire offseason that really could have been us when watching Roanoke uh, win the championship in four games against the Birmingham Bulls. Huntsville, it's just very interesting because the retirements were announced for Tyler Piacentini, who now became the team's assistant coach, Cy Nutkovich, Rob Dara, three really, really good players for Huntsville. And I, it's always interesting when players lose, uh, teams lose key pieces like that um, over the course of a season because for a long time, Huntsville had this really tight-knit defensive core and it had those three forwards who all were playing together. And now Jacob Barber's not there either in Huntsville. And so you've got some familiar faces. You have Jamie Bucell and Cole Reginato and Kyle Clark and Robbie Fisher. But, you know, who who is ultimately going to take over the role of 
being the Nutkovich, the Dara, the Piacentini, um, some f- other familiar faces that are in Huntsville. Brandon Osmondson, who had a short stint in Knoxville towards the end of last season. Carter Colthorpe, who has played for Knoxville over the last two years, is now in Huntsville. And then that defensive core is where things are going to look a little bit more consistent for the Havoc. Alex Kilcheski, Dominic Procopio, Derek Pearl, Mason Palmer. Um, it, it's uh, it's going to be a little bit new up front, but on the back end, that's where Huntsville is probably going to be its strongest. And of course, you know, the system Huntsville has continued to churn out good teams. And so Glenn DeTulio is moving into a new role and is no longer the head coach. Stuart Steffen is now taking over as the head coach of the team with Piacentini as his assistant. So it's, it's going to look different, but I would still expect that the culture is going to be the same and that Huntsville you know, maybe you have a, a transition period where Huntsville looks like, okay, maybe this isn't the same team that we've seen over the last couple of years competing for championships and things of that nature. I I, I just don't believe that Huntsville's going to stay down for very long if it gets down at all. I think when you look at Birmingham, you have to really like the team that they put together. The familiar faces coming back, Scott Donahue, Carson Rose, and Michael Gillespie are, are huge additions. Getting Drake Glover is a really, really nice addition. And then on the back end, Taylor Brierley, Ryan Romeo, Jonathan Pace, guys that have been consistent. And of course, in net, Austin Lotz and Hayden Stewart, the two goalies back at it again for another year as the tandem in Birmingham. I don't see any reason why Birmingham can't compete uh, to try to get back to the SPHL finals. Um, Fayetteville, of course, has a new era. It's got a new coach uh, with Corey Melkert moving on to the ECHL. Ryan Cruthers is taking over and it's a lot of new faces. And so you, you still, you know, some familiar familiarity around the SPHL Kyle Soper, who's previously been in Macon is now over there. Jack Patterson is back from last season. Connor Fries uh, is back again this year. And so it's just a lot of new players that uh, it's going to be a new look team across the board for Fayetteville. And so we'll see what Crothers is able to do in his first season as the team's head coach. And then for Macon, you know, we talked a little bit about some of the guys that they have coming back, but one that I think will be of note to Ice Bears fans is goaltender Jimmy Parita is joining Josh Boyko, who spent some time in Peoria in the past down in Macon. So Parita and Boyko are the two goalies. I would expect Parita to get at least one start this weekend against his former team. He only played in five games for Knoxville last season before he was called up to the Orlando Solar Bears of the ECHL and spent uh, the remainder of the season there and put up some really good numbers in the coast as well. He was released by Atlanta earlier this week and signed by Macon shortly thereafter. I wouldn't, I would be surprised if Jimmy stays in the SPHL, assuming he wants to get back to the ECHL. I would be surprised if he doesn't at least get an offer from another ECHL team, considering how well he played in the coast a year ago. So Knoxville and Macon set to go It is the first game of the SPHL regular season as well. They drop the puck at 7 o'clock on Friday night. Fayetteville and Roanoke don't get going until 7.05. So it will officially kick off the 2023-24 SPHL campaign. You can watch the games on Flow Hockey all season long at flowhockey.tv. And, of course, you can listen for free on 92.5 WKCE or 1180 AM on WKCE. And of course, the easiest way, download the Knoxville Ice Bears game day app for your smartphone, hit the Listen Live tab, and listen to the Knoxville Ice Bears at home and on the road all season long. 
I'm Joel Silverberg. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. Again, like and subscribe. Leave a five-star rating and review. Tell a hockey fan you know about the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be on the call tomorrow for Knoxville and Macon down in Georgia, Friday night at 7 o'clock. And this is the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. We'll talk to you next week.